Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. On yesterday's programme, we looked closely at how Peter was very sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit when it came to praying for people's healing. And uh, we saw him praying for Tabitha or Dorcas to get up. And news of this, it says at the end of chapter 9, spread throughout Joppa, as you can imagine, and many became believers in the Lord. So Peter prolonged his stay there, living with Simon, a leather worker. Uh, God doesn't perform acts like this just as ends in themselves. They're always means to an end. And so this provided a great evangelistic opportunity, which Peter seizes with both hands. And he decides to stay there uh, in Joppa and make the most of this opportunity to proclaim the gospel and see others brought to faith in Christ. Now we have what turned out to be a key event in the evolving of the early church. So we read about Cornelius uh, who was a Roman soldier. Cornelius, a Roman centurion of the Italian regiment, lived in Caesarea. He and his household were God-fearing people. Cornelius gave generously to those in need and was a man of prayer. At around three in the afternoon one day, he had a vision of an angel coming from God and calling his name Cornelius. Now, first, um, we must just explain that it says here, he and his household were God-fearing people. Uh, there were a number of people that were not Jews, but who believed in the Jewish religion, and they were called God-fearers. You couldn't be a Jew unless you were born as a Jew, but you could follow the Jewish religion by being a God-fearer. So, Cornelius and his household fitted into that category. They, in other words, did not worship the Roman gods. Here was someone, therefore, who was seeking after the truth. Now, Cornelius, um, at around three in the afternoon, had a vision of an angel coming from God and calling his name Cornelius. Cornelius was afraid, but couldn't help staring intently at the angel. What is it, Lord? He said. Now, this is interesting because often when people had visitations of angels like this, they were afraid. Do you remember Mary when she was told that she was going to conceive by the Holy Spirit and Jesus was going to be born? She was afraid. And the first thing uh, that the angel said to her was, fear not, Mary. Uh, but when you're confronted with the supernatural in this way, instinctively, you have this natural reaction to fear. The angel replied, God has heard your prayers. What prayers? Well, they must have been prayers wanting to know God, prayers really wanting the truth about God. So God has heard your prayers and is aware of your gifts to the poor. Send some men to Joppa to fetch a man called Simon Peter, 
who is staying with Simon the leather worker, who lives by the sea. When the angel had disappeared, Cornelius called two of his servants and also a devout soldier who was one of his personal staff. He told them of the vision and sent them to Joppa. So the angel, it's not the business of angels to preach the gospel. This is the business of the church. So the angel is simply a messenger from God. And so he gives this message to Cornelius, send for Peter. Now the, the um, picture changes to what's happening to Peter. Uh, about noon on the following day, while they were making their way um, to, to Joppa, Peter was praying on the roof of the house where he was staying. He was hungry and wanted something to eat, but fell into a trance while his meal was being prepared. In a vision, he saw that the heavens were opened and what appeared to be like a large sheet was being let down to the ground by its four corners. In the sheet, sheet were a variety of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then Peter heard a voice telling him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Shocked, Peter replied, No way, Lord, never have I eaten anything forbidden or considered ritually unclean. The voice addressed him again, Do not say that anything is unclean if I have made it clean. This happened three times before the sheet was taken up into heaven. Now, uh, what's happening here? When Jesus appeared to the disciples in his risen body before he returned to heaven, he left them with a commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Make disciples of all nations. This event, it's, it's, it's difficult to actually be able to determine precisely when it happened. Uh, but we know from other references uh, in the New Testament that it must have been at least seven. It could have been as much as 12 years after Jesus returned to heaven. Was probably somewhere in the middle. So let's say it was 10 years. Paul's conversion on the way to Damascus was about seven years after the resurrection. This event takes place obviously after that. So nine, ten years. What have these apostles been doing during that time? Well, they've been building up the church in Jerusalem and among the Jewish community here and there but they still had not stepped out to all the nations. They had interpreted that as converting the Jewish people that were dispersed among the nations. Uh, 
because on the day of Pentecost there were people from many, many other nations who had come to Jerusalem for the feast, but they would have been followers of the Jewish religion. So they would have gone back to their synagogues, back to their nations. They would have preached the gospel. But you see, God has had to raise up this guy, Paul, to become the one who would really go to the nations in his name and cause the gospel to be extended there. And Paul is out of the scene for the moment. He's come to the Lord, but he disappears from sight for three years. Meanwhile, the focus is here on what God was doing with Peter and the other apostles in Jerusalem. So Peter's reaction, you see, to seeing this cloth with these various creatures on, his reaction was a typically Jewish reaction. I can't eat these things. According to our Jewish religion, these things are unclean, and I would never eat anything that's unclean. But now with the new covenant, things are changing because the law now gives way to faith in Jesus Christ. And so he, he hears this voice from heaven saying, don't say that anything is unclean if I have made it clean. Now, you see, God would not have commanded Peter to eat what he didn't want him to eat or what was really unclean in his sight. And this is a little insight to showing us how still the law was dominating so much of their thinking because they'd been brought up under the law and had lived under the law all their lives. And there was a sense in which they were still not completely free from the influence and the effect of the law simply to follow what the Spirit of God was saying to them. So this is challenging his very core beliefs, really. Absolutely. I mean, there's, this is not only challenging his belief, but it's actually challenging him at an emotional level, at a soulish level. Um, and, and that's something very difficult for people to overcome often. So while Peter was wondering what this vision meant, those sent by Cornelius had found their way to the house and were at the gate. They called out inquiring if Simon Peter was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are calling for you. Get up and go down to meet them. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. So Peter went downstairs and told the men, I am the one you want. Why have you come? The men replied, The centurion Cornelius sent us. He is a good and God-fearing man, greatly respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to invite you to come to his house so that he can hear whatever you have to say. So Peter invited him in to stay as his guests. On the next day, Peter, together with some of the brothers from Joppa, set out with the messengers for Caesarea, where they arrived on the following day. In anticipation of their arrival, Cornelius had gathered together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell before him in worship. But Peter pulled him to his feet, saying, I am only a man like yourself. So what is going to happen in the house of Cornelius? And how significant is it? Well, we'll have to wait till tomorrow to answer those questions. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 